Welcome to Moms of Truth. My name is Alicia. My mission in life is to know God and to help others to know Him. I'm passionate about raising my children in the truth of His Word, leading them as He leads me. Before we get going, hit the subscribe button for me and connect with Moms of Truth on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and even Twitter. Today's topic was requested from one of our podcast listeners. Shout out to Shelly for this one. We will be covering backtalk and how to respond biblically with both grace and wisdom. When our kids talk back, there could be any number of different things going on. And as moms, we need to be able to look past the outward behavior and remember their actions are an overflow of what is on their heart. And getting to the heart is the mission. We aren't looking just for outward obedience, band-aid practices, but we want to get to the core of the struggle and mend it with God's truth. This means that we need to have open lines of communication with our kids and prayer. Mamas, lots and lots of prayer for our kids, relying on God's wisdom to help us tend to their deepest parts that we don't see. And we cannot do any of these things without the guiding of the Holy Spirit and the patience to wait on the Lord, especially when we are at a loss of what to do or what to say. Parenting is hard, and when our children are disobedient and talking back, it's very, very trying. So if you're having a hard time with your children back-talking, I want to really encourage you to get on your knees and plead before the Lord. Surrender your ways to Him and lean completely into Him because He has been a parent through every generation and every season, and our children are are not too difficult that he can't lead them. They are not too far that he can't reach them. In fact, he is the only one who is able to do so. Salvation belongs to the Lord. So I'm going to go down a list of five backtalk phrases and then share with you how I either have or would respond to it. Number one, I don't want to. One of the hardest lessons for my kids or really any Christian to learn is to die to self. We want what we want and it's easy to just give in to that and sometimes even fight for it. When my kids say this to me, to be honest, I get it. There are a lot of things that I don't necessarily want to do either. But scripture tells us that we should work enthusiastically as if unto the Lord and not to men. So if it's like a chore or schoolwork, this is a great truth for them to learn and then practice walking out. Scripture tells us that not everything we want is actually good for us. And that is why he asks us to trust in his ways and to lean on his understanding. So we can teach our children to trust in us as parents as we trust in the Father to lead us. Whether or not they completely understand, they are still called to honor their father and mother by being obedient. And you know, sometimes it just really helps for them to know, hey, I'm not just bossing you around for the fun of it. I'm asking you to do these things for your own good. What has truly helped me is explaining all of those things to my children and going over those scriptures. And once they are in the know and have a better understanding of my role in their life, they have much less resistance to my instructions or request. And when they do, 
I just kindly remind them of the lessons that we've had and the truth that they've learned. A couple of scriptures that you and your kids can dive into and discuss are Luke 9.23, and he said to all, if anyone would come to me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Part of our children learning how to do this with Jesus is first with us, but we have a responsibility to lead them with integrity, grace, patience, and God's wisdom. Matthew 26, 41, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Philippians 2, 3, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. 1 Corinthians 10, 24, let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Number two, leave me alone. This comes from a child who has some real hurt on their heart. Anytime this statement is said, even in the ugliest way, we need to understand that there is something broken in their heart. And instead of taking it personally and reacting with anger or frustration, we need to maybe take a breath and gather ourselves. Maybe even give them just a little bit of space to process their own emotions before rushing into to talk about it. And it could be due to a strain in the parent-child relationship that will require um, time and work, or it could be from another relationship that has them so hurt they just don't want to be around anyone. I think we all know what that place feels like, so I would encourage you to proceed with intentionality and gentleness. Remember the times that you have felt that way and how you would want someone to engage with you. This is also a great opportunity for us to create a safe place for our kids to open up and talk. When my child has said this to me, I knew that he just needed a place to let his real raw emotions out, no matter how ugly they were, to support him, to help him through what was going on, to not judge or condemn him, but to truly hear his heart, to understand, love, and talk it out and not take it personally, to pray with him, comfort and guide him into God's healing truth and presence. Some helpful scriptures to guide your children with are Psalm 55, 22. Give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. We have to show our children how to do this. Lead them in prayer. Talk them through how to let go of the unhealthy things on their heart and to trust in the Lord to help and comfort them. Psalm 50, 15. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will glorify me. James 5.16, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. This is one of my personal favorites because it's such a genuine, powerful, sweet way to heal a relationship from resentment, anger, or disappointment for both of you to come together in humility, confessing your sin in the situation and letting the Lord heal not just you, but the relationship with his peace and his great love. For we know that he does not give as the world does. And then also Ephesians 4, 31 and 2, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, 
Be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Number three, that's not fair. Me personally, I feel like this is one of the harder lessons for our kids to learn. Depending on what the unfairness is about depends on what truth I'm correcting their hearts with. But for my household, I've noticed that it really does come down to two simple truths. One is trusting God to give each person what they need and or deserve. And the 10th commandment, which is to not covet, to not want what your neighbor has. Coveting comes from a selfish heart, and we are all naturally so. I have to help train my children to be grateful for the things God has given them because when I allow their hearts to get overtaken by selfishness, they miss out on God's beautiful provision for their life, and they will be constantly on the run searching and wanting more. So when this happens in our home, we simply start reciting all the things that we are grateful for having, and it just helps them to focus their hearts on what is good, pure, and true. And then they can learn to celebrate the other person instead of being jealous because they are content with what they have been given. Proverbs 14.30 says, peace of mind means a healthy body, but jealousy will rot your bones. Also, they have to learn to trust in God to take care of them and also in his timing. I will do this often by reminding my children of the times God has taken care of them when they thought he wouldn't or things looked unfair. They are not able to yet reflect on their life in this way without us teaching them how to do so. So take great joy, Mama, in being able to point out God's hand in their life. And eventually they will learn to do that on their own, but we have to show them how first. And some more scriptures for you. This first one is for when our children get frustrated about living a disciplined life, making those God-honoring um, choices, while maybe some of their peers are not adhering to that, to help them to not grow to be resentful being a Christian. Proverbs 23, 17, do not envy sinners, but always continue to fear the Lord. You will be rewarded for this. Your hope will not be disappointed. Proverbs 16, 11, the Lord demands accurate scales and balances. He sets the standard for fairness. 2 Corinthians 8.14, right now you have plenty and can help those who are in need. Later, they will have plenty and can share with you when you need it. In this way, things will be equal. Philippians 4.19, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, not according to what we think or want, but his riches. And this last one is a favorite of me and my kids and has really helped them with the worry of fairness in their hearts. Matthew 6, 25 and 6. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are number four 
when they grumble, mumble, and complain. This can sometimes be a daily battle and honestly kind of exhausting as a parent to constantly have to correct this. So if you're frustrated with this one, take some deep breaths. And remember, just as we fall short every day and God pours out his grace, so should we with our children. And as he fills you with his grace, you will be equipped to let that overflow onto your own children instead of being short and angry with them. There are a few scriptures that I often bring to the forefront of my children's hearts when they fall into the state of complaining that they should and can work cheerfully as for the Lord in everything they do. They can glorify him that a cheerful heart is like good medicine and God's instruction in Philippians 2.14 that plainly says, do everything without complaining and arguing. Those two things are just not good for our hearts or others. And then a personal favorite of mine that has helped my children greatly is Galatians 6.4. Pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. I know that work may not be an exciting thing per se, but when done with a grateful heart, it changes everything. And as a mom, I can lead with the example in that. Number five, I'll do it later. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Our kids' relationship with us should reflect that of the father's. So if I compromise with my kids and saying, okay, fine, do it in your time, just get it done. That teaches them that they can respond that way with God also saying to him, I'll do what you're asking, but in my time. And that is not preparing them to walk faithfully and obediently to him, but according to their own ways, wants, and judgments, making themselves higher than God. So this is an unhealthy way of thinking for us to let our children fall into. Out of respect and trust, they must learn to be obedient when we ask them to do so. Explain this beautiful dynamic to your kids. And like with mine, I pray that you would see a change in due time. A few scriptures for you, Proverbs 16, 20, those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. Proverbs 16, 3, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Proverbs 13, 4, lazy people want much, but get little, but those who work hard will prosper. I want to leave you with this beautiful scripture to read with your kids also. Proverbs 1, 8, and 9, my child, listen when your father corrects you. Do not neglect your mother's instructions. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. So those are the five things that I'm covering today, but if you have any that you are struggling with, please comment below. Reach out to Moms of Truth on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or our YouTube channel and submit your questions or topic requests. Have a good week and until next time, teach them truth, train them up, and trust God through it all.